I'm Shannon. I'm Emma. And welcome to This Podcast Doesn't Exist. Welcome. Very merry welcome to you. What is happening? You don't remember that? I I just am so used to you being like a radio DJ that I wasn't ready for you to turn into Barbie. <laughs> I'm Barbie. Welcome. And to I'm my Shannon. Tree home. <laughs> and I'm Shannon. <laughs> We're two best friends. We, you sort of, you live in your dream home, sort of. You're making it I'm into making your dream it home. Making my dream home, yes. Uh, and we host this podcast that you're listening to in your ear holes right now, and we talk about lots of stuff, lots of things. We go on some tangents, some Adventures. goofs, some spoofs. Uh, where Murp people? That's who we are. <laughs> which one's which? We don't know. Jerry's still out. I want to say I'm Merp. All right, I can be And you're a derp. (laughs) In any case, we're Beaker and the Professor, so. I'm not well-versed enough in the Muppets to confirm or deny, but where can people find out more about us, Emma? You can find us at thispodcastdoesnexist.com. Dot com. You can find all of our socials. You can find all of our bingo cards. Well, one it's bingo card. One. It'll generate a new one for you for every episode if you want to play more. Theoretically, Theoretically. Maybe. Let us know if it doesn't. <laughs> we can fix that. But you can find everything there. We're also starting to post transcripts um, both on the website and on YouTube along with the audio. So go ahead and head over there if that is your jam. Um, or, or your direct, marmalade. Or your marmalade. Um, <laughs> Or direct someone who might be more of a reader rather than a listener um, mm-hmm. to those. They're fun. They're probably full of typos, but, you know, let me know. I'll fix them if I can. But, yeah. We're happy you're here. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being with us. Thanks we for hanging. You're having a good day so far. Yeah. Yeah. Whether you've been here from the beginning or you're a new friend, thanks for being here. Yeah. We just had my in-law although I guess they're not really I mean they are but they're it's Finn's brother and his wife and their two kids yes Um, they are your in-laws yes but I mean usually people mean like they're like parent in-laws rather than like Ah. I don't know anyway they were here for a night they're moving down to Florida um so we got to hang out with them for a little bit but of course they were downstairs in the basement where the pod nook is and my brother-in-law was like, oh, we should listen to the podcast while we're driving. And I was like, ooh, let me recommend some episodes that are good for <laughs> let the me curate nine and seven-year-old. <laughs> uh, hmm. So I suggested Jeff the Mongoose. Always. Always a good one. Always a classic. I recommended uh, George M. Boynton because it's silly and funny. Um, I did recommend Titanic um, mm. and uh, Everest if they were looking into some adventure. I think I recommended the Shakespeare episode if they were looking for something that was a bit more, like, history Educational. Yeah. So, but, I mean, I don't know if they've listened to it yet, uh, but hopefully if they do, they enjoy it. Hopefully. Um, and if you enjoy our episodes, please rate, review, subscribe. It really helps to get the podcast out there. We want to know what everyone thinks of us, which is both a dangerous and wonderful thing to behold. So. Yeah. Thank you. In advance for doing that. That's it. That's all I've got. Okay, great. So today, Emma... Yeah? I'm going kind of rogue. I... You did mention this I to did me. warn you. I'm going a bit rogue. Okay. 
So Emma and I have discussed this concept before. Uh oh. But she has she has no idea that I'm starting it today. Okay. So Emma, we've been doing this show for over a year and a half. I think I know what's coming. With over eighty five episodes. We are at episode 91 as of right now. Uh-huh. So today, I'm going to put your memory to the test. Oh, golly. But also update you and our listeners on any updates that have occurred regarding our past topics. Okay. Since the time of recording. <laughs> golly. I'm so not prepared. I did not study for this test. <laughs> so, Emma. Yeah. You get a point if you remember the topic. And a bonus two points if you can name the title. Okay. Are you keeping track? No. Great. I will, I will keep yeah, track. Keep, here, use the whiteboard. Okay. I have the quiz board in front of me. My buttery fingers have made contact. Great. Um, is it okay if I erase this portion? Sure. Thanks. You can so do that. So there's a little bit more room. There you okay, go. Okay. So can you reiterate for me the rules? Yes. I get one point if I remember what. The topic. The topic. Great. Why don't I get two points to remember the episode title? Yes. Got so it. like the fun part of the title. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not like what it's about. Yeah. So you could potentially get three points total because it's two bonus points. Or do you just want it to be one point I don't. Whatever you tell me, <laughs> I will do. So if you're like, ah, yes, episode zero, colon, introduction, in which we introduce ourselves, you would get three points because you got the got topic and the title. Got it. I'm on it. You can play along at home. Feel free. It might be easier to play along while you're driving than the bingo card usually is. So yeah, send us your results if you play along. I bet you Finn is going to really win at this. I'm betting Ruth, Haley, and Finn will be top contenders. Yeah. I'm probably going to lose. <laughs> well, lucky for you, there are no prizes. Okay, that's great. No anything. I'll just drink the rest of my whiskey. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Emma, episode mm -hmm. one. Yes. Do you remember the topic? I do. It was Tupac, the, mis or the uh, mysterious death of Tupac Shakur. Okay. Um, it and the episode title was DJ Easy and Mr. Nice. Correct. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. Three points Yay. to Emma. One, two, three. <laughs> so, here we go. My original episode, for those of you that are new, posited that the rapper Tupac faked his own death and that the then VP nominee Kamala Harris knew something about it. Mm -hmm. While Kamala has been confirmed into office, Tupac, unfortunately, has not returned to reveal that he's still alive. There have been, however, a few Pac-related updates since our Ooh, episode. Okay. In November of 2021, the Shakur estate announced that an exhibit titled Tupac Shakur, Wake Me When I'm Free, would open January 21st in Los Angeles. Okay. The exhibit is described as a fully immersive, thought-provoking museum experience that explores the life and legacy of the late rapper. The exhibit is expected to spend six months in L.A. with the hopes of touring other cities. Quote, there are thousands of pieces of paper, handwritten pieces of paper, which is everything from his lyrics to all the songs and poetry you know, down to a grocery list for a, for a birthday party, unquote, Aww. 
said Aaron Sachs, president of Kinfolk Management and Media, who is working with Shakur's estate. So that's cool. That is really cool. Hopefully if you're in a major city, you'll be able to check that out. It's currently still in L.A. It's been extended through the summer. Okay. There's a link to it in the show notes. You can check it out. Cool. On a May 24th, 2022 episode of Jake Paul's podcast, Impulsive, rapper and craft enthusiast Snoop Dogg described... Craft enthusiast! That's how I described him. I love it! Because, <laughs> you know, he's besties with Martha Stewart. Well, he's got to be a craft enthusiast. Snoop Dogg described seeing his friend in the hospital after the Las Vegas shooting. Quote, we're just talking to Suge, and he's got his head wrapped up, and he's telling us what happened, you know. Pac's going to be all right. He's going to pull through. He got shot nine times before. He's going to be f- all right. Snoop said on the podcast, quote, So we're feeling like it's going to be all right until we go into the hospital and see it ain't, it ain't all right. He got tubes in. When I walk in, I could just feel he wasn't even there, and I fainted, unquote. Oh, Snoop. Yeah, and then apparently uh, Tupac's mom took him aside and was like i know it's scary but you got to get it together you got to go in there and put on a good face and talk and laugh with him that's so oh my gosh yeah and then our last update is that rumors surrounding the rapper's death continue to swirl with articles appearing as recently as june of 2022 A piece from The Mirror focused on the differing accounts of the 25-year-old rapper's state while in the hospital following the shooting. Police reports described him as being unconscious the whole time, while friends and family members described Tupac as talking and laughing until shortly before his passing. The article quotes Death Row Records president, Suge Knight, who was in the car with Pac during the shooting. Quote, I mean, when I left that hospital, me and Pac were laughing and joking, he told the documentary Who Shot Biggie and Tupac. Hinting that Tupac could have pulled a fast one, he continued, quote, I don't see how somebody can turn from doing well to doing bad, unquote. Whoa. So. I feel like Suge knows something. I mean. Or is just really hopeful. We, we had our own suspicions about Suge Knight. Yes, we which did. Which, you can go back. And listen to the episode. The sound quality is not going to be as good as what you're hearing now, but we started from the bottom. And now we're here. Now we're here. Yeah, we sound a little underwater, but it's (laughs) coming to you recorded from inside a U.S. Postal Service box. Uh, All right, Emma. Episode two. Yes. Do you remember? It was... The Winchester Mystery House. Mm-hmm. And the name was Spiritual Prenup. Look at you. Three yep. points. Yep. yep. I feel like the further in we get, you're... It's going to get real messy. Because <laughs> you're like, I've been working on the transcripts for these episodes. Yeah. And then you're going to be like, rut row. row. No major new information has come to light surrounding this spooky landmark, but there's now even more reason to add it to the road trip map. Woo! On June 30th, 2022. Wow. We're recording this on July 3rd. So this is very recent. Okay. The Winchester Mystery House announced the launch of a new tour. (gasps) Yeah, I saw this on Twitter. Focusing on the paranormal. The all-new Walk with Spirits tour will begin on July 7th, 2022. 
During this interactive tour experience, guests will walk in the footsteps of Sarah Winchester's tragic story and journey out west. Key tour highlights include Victorian mourning traditions, legends of the American spiritualism movement, an interactive seance experiment. No, thank you. I'm already done. <laughs> and already a dimly up. lit stroll through the most active areas of the basement. Oh, that makes me laugh because what I'm imagining is it's fully lit when you get down there and then it's just the tour guide going mm, <laughs> it's very <now> slowly. <laughs> dimly lit. Dimly lit. And I said, count us in. <laughs> I still, I really want to go. Yeah. I really do want to go and visit. I think it'd be fascinating. You gotta just check it out. General. I mean, in the meantime, we do have the DVD that Haley sent us. Oh my us. gosh, we still haven't watched it. I'm so sorry, We've been Haley. slacking. We have been slacking. We just need a movie night. Yeah. We need a movie night. East Coast movie night? <gasps> just saying. All right, moving right along. Moving right along. <laughs> Where are we from? No one no can tell. That's the mystery. Episode three, William Shakespeare. What about him? Like, what? Oh, the mystery of whether or not it was actually a real dude, or if it was someone else, or if it was multiple people, or if it was the queen. There's a lot of theories about who William Shakespeare was, which is what the episode's about. Great. And what is the title? Do you know? (laughs) Oh, it's about group projects. Group project from hell. There you go. Three points. Three. (laughs) (laughs) Look at her go. I'm getting good at this. Listen to her go. I mean, you also also edit everything and put it online. That's true. I I made up all of these. Yeah. (laughs) Versus I feel like if we ever switch it, I'm going to be at a disadvantage. (laughs) Although I've said a fair number of them. So I just have to remember. I have to be like. How was I funny how during was this I episode? Funny? That is, it, it just is an insight into how this happens, you guys. We record, I edit, but usually what happens is that Shannon will say something, like a one-liner that's hilarious, and that becomes our episode title. And it is hilarious to me how little of our actual episodes you remember. Like, you don't remember yourself being funny. Yeah, no. So that when you do actually listen to our episodes, you laugh at yourself yeah. being funny. It's the best. Uh, when I'm not making the same joke that recorded me is making. Yes. In the process. Like, I'll be, <laughs> in, so my, I'll be in my car by myself listening to our own podcast. And then I will make a joke out loud, and then the recorded me will make the joke, and I'll be like, yeah, good job. <laughs> uh, Just confirmation that you're funny. I'm hilarious. I'm hilarious. All right, so the group project from hell, yes. William Shakespeare. A new contender has entered the ring. <gasps> really? The lost, well, his plays have been lost. Okay. Playwright named Thomas North. Okay. A polymath named Dennis McCarthy. Hey! Which I don't, I don't, I had an Uncle Dennis, but he was not a McCarthy. Oh, interesting. So, who knows? Disappointing, but interesting. We're probably, we'll, we'll see them at the, the big. We'll see them at McCarthy Day. <laughs> Just Dennis shows McCarthy up. shows up. Hello. Uh, but he's been working to prove this connection for years. Quote, McCarthy had used some novel techniques to reach his conclusion that the author of a great many of them, the plays, was Sir Thomas North, a writer 30 years older than Shakespeare, who was best known for the English translation of the book 
Plutarch's Lives, the oh. undisputed source for Shakespeare's Roman plays. Yeah. As well as several other books of courtly wisdom. McCarthy used plagiarism software to compare the text of North's translations, about a million words in all, with the text of Shakespeare's play. Z. <laughs> another, <laughs> another million words. When he did, his computer lit up like a Christmas tree, displaying thousands of phrases in common, many found in similar situations and contexts, and many unique in English. Ew. Some were up to eight words long, the equivalent of hitting every number in the Powerball ticket and then some, unquote. <gasps> That's so cool. The research will continue in 2023 when more of the North family books and documents once again become available to researchers in the currently closed for renovation Folger Shakespeare Library. Yes! Oh, wait, they're there? <gasps> I mean, some of them, yeah. That's so cool. Guys, if you don't know, the Folger Shakespeare Library is in D.C., and it's under renovation because they're making their reading room uh, more acoustically deaf, I guess. like so Dampened. Dampened. So that uh, you don't have to have old men shushing you from the corner while you're trying to do research but are also excited about it. Yes, I am still bitter, sir. <laughs> anyway, thank you. All right. Great. So stay tuned That's for awesome. possible new stuff. Which brings us to episode four. Oh, Bermuda Triangle. Mm-hmm. Error 404? Eh-eh. Dang it. What is it? Oh, no. I know it. Sister something. <laughs> it is. Do I, do I still get that point? I'll give you one, one point. One point? Okay. So you so get two get total. Two. Great. Popular mechanics offered up a good old listicle with some of our old favorite theories, including Atlantis. Atlantis. This was just like the most recent article. Yeah. The rest of them were about like Bermuda Triangles in like random towns, like... So like like the, a triangle of geography named, not oh. anything spooky. Oh, so like goes on your your list for like travel. Sure. Like for your travel show. I'm not going to the Bermuda Triangle. Are you Why joking? Not? I don't want to die. Cruise ships go through it all the time. You you really want to go on a cruise? No, I do not. I yeah. want to go on a singular boat that takes us out there from Bermuda and That's then go worse. back to Bermuda. That's a smaller boat. That's true. That's how Gilligan's Island happened. No. Okay. Correct. I don't want to but i still kind of want to no but i don't want to no okay we'll do we'll do bermuda triangle and then the last episode is hell indiana there we go <laughs> if we make it through that one through it, um okay so it lists a bunch of theories that emma already talks about in the episode and then you might have talked about this one but this one sounded cool so here's a quote from popular mechanics a rogue wave is an unusually large and unpredictable swell of water, typically twice as tall as the waves around it. A few years ago, scientists at the University of South Southampton, Southampton in England claimed that the waters of the Bermuda Triangle were especially ripe for rogue waves due to storms moving in from all sides. Some of the waves the researchers posited, could reach a hundred feet in height. Ew. While scientists' work, while these scientists' work garnered a lot of information, uh, not information, a lot of attention, it couldn't explain what could cause an airplane to crash in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, because they're not a hundred feet above Unless the they were very low flying, trying to, like, figure out where they were. Yeah, but... 
I just, I mean, it's terrifying. Yeah. If you're on the water, but I, from a, from like a natural majesty point, it's just funny to picture like, you know, there are waves, they're like pretty big. And then just one wave being like, boom, <laughs> like, so hold my beer, <laughs> sit down. Sit down, you're rocking the boat. Yeah. Nope, it's me. I'm rocking the boat. Whoop, boom. I ate the boat. Rocking to the ground. <laughs> to Lantis. Okay, so that wasn't. It's a quick little. That's fun. Quick though. little. I didn't nibble. I didn't talk about rogueways. I don't oh, think. well, there you so. go. Uh, episode five. It was your episode. <laughs> You're making like a little chipmunk face. Oh. Can I ask for a hint? No. Oh, dang it, <laughs> guys. She's not good at cheating. <laughs> she's so bad at cheating. I am an enneagram one. Golly. It has a state in the title. How about that? For half a point. No, that's not going to help me. Really? Give me, the, give me the topic and I'll see if I can guess the title. Okay. So the topic is the Tennessee Children's Home Society. Oh, yes. Like a grape. Like a raisin. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a, a grape. grape? No. Yes, like a raisin. Okay, like so a I raisin. get one, one bonus point or two? I mean, I'm going to say one because okay. that was your second guess. That's fair. Alrighty. So I don't have a ton of or uh, really any information about that specific case with Georgia Tan and the missing children. But it's mixed reviews when it comes to the state of adoptive child care in the state of Tennessee these days. Oof. On one hand, the Tennessee Children's Home completed its new 45-acre main campus in late 2021. The organization, which is associated with Churches of Christ, provides, quote, care and intervention for abused, neglected, and orphaned children through its four campuses across the state, unquote. So that's good. Yeah. They're doing a good thing, we hope. I personally would not have picked Tennessee Children's Home as the title, for your situation, when yeah. the other one was Tennessee Children's Home Society. They may not have been aware, but I mm. feel like it was a big thing. Here's the thing about names. They're made up, which means you can change them. Whether it's your own name, whether it's the name of a high school that's named after somebody racist. Yeah. Or this. But maybe they have a really good branding campaign. I don't know. So you've got that as a, you know, positive on the other hand, potential foster parents are being denied the requisite state-required training because they're Jewish and their regional organization is Christian-affiliated. Rude. How very pro-life of everyone. That's insane. Yeah. So, mixed reviews on the state of Tennessee at this point in time. Moving right along to episode six. Now, this was one of mine. Uh-huh. We've gotten to the point where Emma can't remember what she did. Yeah, that's okay. what I was hoping on. Okay, great. Banking on. Um, so, again, give me the topic. I'll try the title. It's one of your favorites feels weird, but your most, you are very. Oh, Maura. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maura Murray. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hebus Jeebus. Yes. Great. I got, I got all three. Two and a half. <laughs> no, I'm no half points. Yes, honest. half points. No, I'll just do two. <sighs> Alrighty. It's hard to write. I'm doing like like 
tally lines. Oh. <laughs> I don't want half. You're like, I didn't want to have to add up numbers. No. Alrighty. So in September of 2021, construction crews uncovered human remains on Loon Mountain in New Hampshire, just 25 miles from where Murray crashed her car that faith- fateful night. The Murray family, as well as legions of armchair detectives, hoped that this would bring closure to the 2004 missing persons case. I remember this. At the time, investigators set about analyzing the bone fragments to determine who they belonged to, but cautioned that this could take months. Quote, if it is truly Mara, the people who are responsible can be brought to justice, unquote, said her sister, Julie Murray. By November, however, hope was diminished. Police say based on radiocarbon dating of the bones, the person likely died between 1774 and 1942. That is a very large gap, but, like, obviously not more. Yeah. The bones did not appear to have been recently moved, either. Investigators also said that there was no apparent trauma found on the... on the fragments, and that the person was probably an adult woman or small man. In early 2022, Mara Murray was added to the FBI Violent Criminal Apprehension Profile, 18 years after her disappearance. It's too late, you guys. The purpose of VICAP is to largely help find people who may be victims of a crime, as well as find patterns that will lead to nailing down serial criminals. So... Yes, it might be too little too late, but maybe some information will come of it. I really hope so. On a lighter note, Julie Murray has taken to TikTok in the hopes of spreading the word about her missing sister's case. Yay. So we'll find her. More people can learn about it and hopefully, you know, you worked on a farm one summer, you saw something weird, something. But, uh, but yeah, that's all I have for you today. You did really well. Thank you. That was fun. Out of a possible 18 points, how many points did you have? I had 5, 10, 14. Well done. That's not bad, considering that I didn't remember past number four. <laughs> well, if you enjoyed this series, let us know. Uh, we don't have any mailbag moments at the moment. No, but maybe we can find a question. A question? But if you liked it, if you like this concept, please let us know. I um, like this concept, and I think we should do it again. Yeah. Well, I just felt like it was appropriate because we're, you know, we're on episode 91. We're very close episode to Episode 100. We'll be here before we know it. I mean, do you guys get to see our faces for the first time ever? Slash, oh. uh, probably not the first time because <laughs> Most of you know us in real life. <laughs> yeah. All right. So your question for this week. Okay. Is it from the first date list? It is. I did look up a list of uh, 163 questions to ask on a first date. That also feels like a very long first date if you're asking. I think they're just giving variety. They're not saying ask every single one. That would be me, though. I would have printed it out and been like, hi, so we're going to ask every single question. Okay, very nice. Moving right along. Yeah. I need this answer, please. That's how, how. Not to continue. How not, not to, to do to a, get date. a sec- Yeah. How not to get a second date. How to lose a guy in two One minutes. <laughs> All right. So what is on your bucket list? Like, give me just one. I mean, obviously, you can have multiple answers to this question. But, like, if you have, like, one item off of your bucket list, what is it? 
I mean, I don't have, I had a bucket list at one point, freshman year of college, because I did a video on my group vlog channel about it. I remember this. I don't remember what I, I I don't remember, no, I think knowing me, I made multiple, like, I was like, this is my sweet briar bucket list, and then this is my, like, lifelong one. I mean, I think the obvious pod-related answer (laughs) is to see Mount Everest in person. I think That'd that be is a cool. really good one to have on your bucket list. Yeah. And attainable. Like, expensive, but attainable. Yeah. Um, I think for me, on my bucket list, is to live in a foreign country. Mm-hmm. Like, as in, not to live in America. Because I, up until I was, like, 21, had never been outside of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um and that was, like, especially for a military kid, weird. Yeah. Um, so, like, I would really enjoy, I think, living in a different country. And that doesn't necessarily, like, I don't, I, I don't have a specific country where I'm, like, I don't want to go there. Like, I think I'd be happy to be anywhere, really, that was different. Because that was something when I was a kid that I enjoyed the variety of, like, moving around. I think it was tough because it was, like, you know... I basically lost a set of friends and had to make new ones, and that yeah. sucked. But I really enjoyed having, like, a new place, like, a new, like, favorite place to go to for, for dinner or for ice cream or whatever. Mm. And I enjoyed that. I don't think I appreciated it as a kid, but I also I don't, don't think I had the freedom to really appreciate it the way that I do now as an adult. Yeah. So, well, that's just the way it is. Like, yeah. I grew up in Europe on military bases, and... You don't appreciate, you know, we traveled a whole bunch of places, yeah. but my concerns were like, can I feed the pigeons? When are we <laughs> taking a nap? That picture of you in Italy with all of those spaniel puppies. Ah, uh, they were beagles, but oh, yeah. beagles. I'm sorry. I, um, I have a flash of what that picture is in your mom's, <laughs> in your mom's hallway. Um, it's a good time. Let yeah, us know just... what's on your bucket list, you guys. We want to know. Tell us. If it's uh, sent in a story to This Podcast Doesn't Exist, you can very easily check that one off. You can achieve it. Go ahead. Achieve your dreams. We will read it, we promise. It's true. Write write a bucket list for yourself. How about that? Like, I used to start my summer with a summer bucket list when I was a kid. Um, I had one where uh, one of the items on my list was separately find a boyfriend, and fall in love. Only one of those got checked, and I'm not telling you which one. <laughs> the plot. Thickens! Uh, but I don't remember what anything else was on that. I, yeah. Yeah. But you should remember. This podcast? Doesn't exist. Okay, we love you. Bye. You don't love them? I mean, yeah. You said we. Oh, I thought I'm it was sorry. like when your mom and dad inclusive. sign a card, oh, but it's like fair. your mom wrote it. Your moms love you. Yeah. Drink water. Wear sunscreen. Please. Do it. We Reapply. Love we love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.